Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. The minute you would get this product into somebody's hands that loved makeup, one swatch is all it took. And then all of a sudden they're posting pictures of their swatch. And really it spread so organically in like such like an authentic like love of like, you're not going to believe how this swatch is. Check it out. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast, everyone. Hello, Jill Dunn. Hey, Carlene. Hey, rocking into the new decade. Yeah, 2020. Woo, I can't believe we're halfway through the month already. Mm -hmm. Things fly. And episode... Episode 100. We have a milestone already. How do we do that? It's all a bit of a blur, but also (laughs) seems like we just started. It's so true. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And I don't know how many of our listeners follow us on Instagram. If you aren't already, please head on over to give us a follow at Breaking Beauty Podcast. And you're going to want to stay tuned on there because we're going to be doing a couple of very exciting contests and giveaways celebrating our 100th episode. We're kind of hearkening back to our roots today because, of course, when we did start, which was almost three years ago, we launched with founder episodes. You know, we were all about getting the backstory behind the best-selling beauty products. We launched as a monthly. We've kind of evolved. Now we're a weekly. We talk about the breakthrough products, people, and moments in beauty. But we do have an epic founder episode today. And I love these. We go so deep on like the whole brand story. I think it's my favorite still. So today we are speaking to the founders of Seed Beauty, Mm -hmm. and that is Laura and John Nelson. They're a sibling duo. They're not married. And they are the genius creators behind ColourPop, Fourth Ray Beauty, Soul, which is a body line, a few other lines that you may have heard of, Kylie Cosmetics. Uh Uh-huh. KKW, mm-hmm. Tati Westbrook. That's right. And so we were very honored to be able to go on site to Oxnard, California, to the ColourPop headquarters. And we spoke to John and Laura in their first podcast ever. That's right. So the parent company is called Seed Beauty. Mm-hmm. And that's a company that you hear about a little bit less. It's not, you know, it's not the viral sensation like these other ones. And that's because it is a beauty incubator. So all under one roof, Seed Beauty conceives of a product or a brand. They manufacture the products. They ship the products. All the R&D happens there. All the safety testing. Originally, there were no retailers at all. So even the customer service was almost like an in-house retail. Mm -hmm. Everything happens under one roof. And that way, products get to you faster. It's more responsive. And that's why this whole model is like the future of beauty. It's hard to believe that Seed Beauty only really launched in 2014. Mm -hmm. That's like yesterday to have all of these viral, success stories. I mean, you look at Kylie, so 51% of the company was sold to Mm -hmm. Cody for 600 million. Mm -hmm. You know, that's pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. And so the fact that they were the launch pad for that is incredible. The fact that, you know, Tati Westbrook's line highly anticipated that she chose Seed Beauty to launch with, I think, 
just says so much for their credibility. You know, again, going back to that quality mm-hmm. and just the eye for what's next and what the trends are and being able to deliver so fast is just everybody is watching them right now. So if you think about like speed, quality and price, like that triangle that we've all seen mm-hmm. before, they always say pick two. You can never have all three. Well, Seed Beauty finds a way to tick off all three. You're getting that amazing quality. Like with these eyeshadows, you're getting the color payoff. You're getting like these amazing on-trend shades and you get it really fast. So let's talk about the bestseller. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk about ColourPop first because it would be impossible for us right. to deep dive into all of these brands. And I think, you know, the influencer brands are obviously the conceptualizing. They're the brainchild of those influencers. But ColourPop is really the in-house line that they started with. Yes. That was their own, like Laura's going to talk about you know, the concept for that and how it's really different. But I think ColourPop is really well known for the eyeshadows, right? Super Shock. Yeah, the Super Shock shadows. When it first started in 2014, they were $4 each. And now they're $6 each. But they are incredibly bouncy. The texture, they're creamy. They blend super well. The pigment payoff is amazing. And the fact that it's $6, it's absolutely insane. And Mm -hmm. it's just a no-brainer. Of course, you're going to buy this. Yeah. And we actually got to make our own when we were there. That was my favorite part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We didn't get to video any of that, you guys, because it was top secret. Yeah. But it was like being in Willy Wonka's factory. Mm -hmm. We were just like, oh my God, like picking this pigment, picking that. We'll show you on Instagram the final result. Yeah. It was so fun. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget standing in that laneway in the back with all the warehouses side by side. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's KKW. That's Kylie. That's color pop. And we got to go inside and like see everything at work. Everything was bright and so clean. And like, it's just a well-oiled machine. We felt privileged to be there as well, because this is a company that's been almost shrouded in secrecy. Totally. Like John and Laura don't really give a lot of interviews, as we said. Yeah. The only time I've ever seen them was they were on that broken documentary on Netflix that I was talking about at the end of last year. Oh, were they? Yeah. So they only had like a really small portion. They were talking about knockoffs and stuff like that and how they're affected by that. Right. And I think that's really unique as well. You know, these days when you're a founder of a brand, it's the expectation is you're the spokesperson, you're out there, you're sitting on panels, you're talking about entrepreneurship, kind of porn, if you will. Yeah. And they really are the type of people who's just head down, get to work. They're really focused and they're not interested in all that glory. So the fact that they kind of let us in, I think was just unprecedented unprecedented, and we felt so privileged to be there. Yeah. So let's tell everybody a bit about what they're going to hear today. So in today's episode, John and Laura will retrace the creation of Seed Beauty and how they came to launch ColourPop and how Kylie came to be. Yes. And we even asked them about some missteps and some maybe some things when you're going so fast and furious that didn't pop off right away, which I found to be really interesting. And stay tuned till the end and find out some hints as to what's launching around the corner next. Let's talk about before Seed Beauty, your brother and sister. So tell us a bit about just like your past and the business before and leading up to before you got into Seed. Absolutely. You want to go, John? The origins of being brother and sister. Yes. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Going way back. Really far back. Yeah, I think that if we kind of rewind, there was the original business, Spatz Laboratories, founded in 1955 by a gentleman named Walter Spatz. Mm -hmm. 
Our father purchased that business in 1989, came in as CEO, and then eventually purchased that business over a period of time. Right around that time, I was going off to college. So it was really not so much of a family business, so to speak. And then Laura, being a few years behind me, ultimately was kind of working in the business and had a little bit more of a connection to the business. And then I came in to Spatz Laboratories in 1999 after working in management consulting for a few years. And then right when I was going off to business school is when Laura came in. I did. I grew up around the business much more so than John since he was at college at that point. So that's where I would do, you know, my summer jobs. That's where, you know, I would come home from college and earn some extra money. So I really felt like I grew up around the business a lot more than John did. So for me, I had much more of an emotional connection to the business. Yeah. You know, spending that time with my dad and kind of knowing the people and the culture a lot. And so when John was getting ready to go to business school in 2001, he called me and we talked about it for, you know, many, 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 many nights as John is very persistent. <laughs> and I made the decision at that point to leave what was my dream, dream, dream job of all dream jobs, which was doing special events at Nordstrom and decided to come to Spatz Laboratories and join the family business. And it was really through that year when John was at school and I was at Spatz Laboratories with Joel that was the foundations of really building a family business and what that would mean to us and what that would kind of mean for our family and and things like that. So, so what kind of things were being made at Spats Laboratory, for instance, or just generally speaking, like all cosmetics or like, like people who don't understand yes, what white white labels about. We're big into eyeliners. We were <laughs> line, we were very big uh, liner people. All different color products, eyeliners, lip liners, eyeshadows. Yeah. Blushes. Like, you know. So you'd manu- your family business would manufacture it for other companies. Yeah. So we would, once I joined at that point in time, what really made Spatz Laboratories unique was that we were designing and making the primary packages here in the United States. And at that point in time, a lot of that business had started to be shifted offshore. And mm-hmm. so that combined with the capabilities on the formulation side, And the product development and the innovation is really, I think, what made Spatz Laboratories different and allowed us to create a space for ourselves within the market of coming up with new innovations and new ideas and then working with the global brands to, you know, customize that for their brand and their market and their consumer and be able to produce all of that here domestically. And so what made us unique to, I think, kind of further elaborate on that is all this vertical integration that Spatz Laboratories had, meaning we would come up with the new product concept and then we had the formulators coming up with the formula R&D. Yeah. But then we had all the package design as well. Mm-hmm. And then we would do all the production of the packaging in-house as well. And so where Spatz Laboratories was really able to carve out a niche within the industry is the rate at which we were able to bring those new products to market. Right through the global brands at the time. And so we were able to develop this system of launching new products much faster than what they were often being able to do even in-house. And so they really relied on us to do that. And we had an amazing run really, you know, going back to this 2002 timeframe that Laura was talking about, all the way through 2014, 2016, where we were kind of one of the preferred outside partners for that innovation. Yeah. Because typically product development is like two or three years in the making. Is that right? Yes. Yes. 
Hey guys, we want to pause for a moment to give some love to our brand new show partners. Let's give it up for Sephora. All right, Jill, the holidays are over. You've been traveling, so much socializing. It's time to pull up your socks and get back in the game. It's January and there's so many deadlines. Like I feel stressed already. (laughs) You know your girl Sephora's got you covered though, right? Yeah. Sephora's got solutions for stressed out skin like mine because when you're stressed, it can accentuate things like dryness, redness. And I feel like even the look of my fine lines and wrinkles are more apparent when I am stressed. All right. So where my dry girls at, if you are suffering from dryness, you're going to want to check out Drunk Elephant F-Bomb Electrolyte Water Facial. It's an electrolyte packed overnight mask that plumps and rehydrates parched, even hungover skin. Hint, hint. Or hit me with that Tatcha the Serum Stick. It's really cool. It's like a solid serum that you can use to target the areas that need extra hydration. So it glides on under makeup or over makeup and gives you instant radiance and that long lasting hydration. Well, if your skin's really chasing the glow, try Barbara Sturm's Glow Drops. It's a hydrating serum rich in hyaluronic acid. We are always promoting that ingredient around here and it helps to reverse all that dullness. And if you're noticing more of those fine lines, Fresh Lotus Youth Preserve Moisturizer, it's here to save the day because it has a ton of antioxidants. We love those too. Or you can try Dr. Dennis Gross Stress Rescue Super Serum. It's chock full of superfoods, adaptogens, and niacinamide that helps to restore a relaxed, radiant look. But Carlene, our Achilles heel, redness, what can we do? (laughs) We are both definitely going to want to try the Laneige Sika Repair Sleeping Mask. It's an overnight mask that calms all that redness and helps support sensitive skin's natural barrier. We love that. Sounds so good to me. Get the skin-saving lineup only at Sephora, online and in stores now. We'll link to all the products we mentioned in our show notes. Now back to today's episode. As a parent, do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful. Please join me every Friday for new episodes of Raising Good Humans. And so this is a family business and we saw a really adorable video on ColourPop's like mm-hmm. YouTube page of your, is it your dad? That's Joel. Joel. Yes. Meet Joel. You just call him Joel? Uh, <laughs> I call him Joel because I, I'm so formal. He is formal. I call Pop. <laughs> it's and Joel's birthday today. It is? Yes. Happy birthday, how Joel. Is, how old is he? Joel turned 73 today. Oh yeah. my goodness. So he's still a spring chicken. Yeah. Is he, is. Is he still working in this business? He's outside. He's still involved <laughs> in the production meeting right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wow. absolutely. Wow. So how have you guys like work together to sort of like differentiate where spats starts and seed beauty sort of ends or vice versa? You know, it was early in 2014. We just saw this, the rate of consumption of the consumer was going up so fast and you could feel it on social media, Mm -hmm. right? Because all the influencers were starting and Instagram was really, you know, becoming so huge. And so you could really see that. And meanwhile, this frustration of our products that I felt, I mean, those, the products are my babies. And so I'm like, are my products like dying on the vine here? (laughs) This product is so great today. It's not going to be as great in two years. Yeah. Great point. Yeah, this is Carlene's mindset, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I got you. Right? And yeah. I mean, yeah. and, you know, I 
really like couldn't have another meeting. Like what's trending in three years? I'm yeah. like, I literally, nobody knows. It's so true. So let's focus on how can we maximize business today? I'm like yeah. so inspired by the consumer and what they are all about and what they're thirsty for and what they are loving. Mm-hmm. And so that's really kind of what feeds me and kind of gets me going. And so, you know, that frustration with like not being able to just let all of those ideas fly yeah. free and and into the world where I felt like they could have a home and people would really like them. I think so, that's where, where Laura and I work best, right? Because she's coming at it from her perspective. Mm-hmm. And if we rewind to 2014, there was frustration for these reasons, right? Not being mm-hmm. able to get the new products, these great ideas that were dying on the vine. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm looking at it from the overall business and saying, you know what? I don't think we're getting the best return on our resources. I think that there may be another opportunity. So I, you know, Laura is so, what makes her great is so customer and product focused. And I'm looking at the overall resources, the overall business, the platform. And so there was a lot of conversation, you know, myself from my perspective, Laura from her perspective. And so there was a lot of this dialogue to the point where we finally said, enough talking, Mm -hmm. let's take action. And like Mm -hmm. an idea without a date is just simply going to be an idea. So like, let's Mm -hmm. commit and give ourselves X period of time to be able to launch this brand. And essentially that's what we did. And so I remember like, so that was basically the origins of ColourPop because that at that point, and again, like John's like enough talking. I mean, we talked for like six weeks. I mean, he acts like we'd been talking about <laughs> He this sends before. you another spreadsheet. Exactly, <laughs> right? Exactly. So at that point, so he's at 12 weeks. We have 12 weeks where I'm done talking about this. We have 12 weeks to launch a brand. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Well, so at that point, I knew what the product was. I knew it was Super Shock Shadow. Like that was the product. That was the product I had like so much belief in that could not reach the light of day in the way that it needed to through the SPATS model. It just couldn't for 8 million different reasons. But that was, I was like, you know what? So I told my product volunteer, you go up, you find those expensive pearls on shelf four, the ones they don't let us use because they're too expensive in the SPATS, you know, financial model. You go find the most expensive, most gorgeous pearls and let's just make the best shades that we can possibly make. It isn't about shelf space. It isn't about, you know, a range in the traditional sense. Just go create the best. At that point, I think I said, go create like the best 15 shades that you can go create. And she came back with like, I don't know, 150. And we, mm-hmm. b- we boiled that down to 31. And then we needed a name. And so like, we just went into a conference room with a couple interns and a couple of team members and bought lunch and came up with the name ColourPop. I, I mean, there was a Brit or a Canadian in there because you've got the U the in you. the color. We did the U. <laughs> you know what? It's a little corny. I liked the U because like we put the U in color. And that just for me, like meant the representation of the consumer always being in ColourPop and of the U in ColourPop. And you could probably get the URL as well. Yes, that helps as well. Exactly. But so, yeah, Yeah. we're talking about 12 weeks. We committed to it. We had no idea about marketing. We had no idea about e-commerce. I mean, we were literally, everything was B2B for, at that point, 60 years. So we started with just a really small team within the SPATS resource base and started to just figure things out. And I think that's kind of the spirit that we still have today, which is we have to be constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. We have to constantly be running these experiments because we just have this fear of the status quo. 
Yeah. And the business has to keep evolving. And so, yeah. you know, during that 12 weeks, we figured out a ton. And we said, look, if it doesn't work out, we'll just consider it a sacrificial brand. We, yeah. we will have learned a lot in the process, but fortunately, it ended up taking off. Yeah. Laura, I know you said there's 8 million reasons why that eyeshadow couldn't exist before, but can you elaborate just a little bit? Because to an outsider, it could be like, there are so many eyeshadows in the world. Like, mm -hmm. why did this one need to exist? And how did you get it down to six bucks? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it needed to exist. Well, why it needed to exist was the amazing color payoff and long wear of it. I mean, there was nothing else in the marketplace that had that type of payout with that type of adhesion on the eye to really give a different look. And like, we knew that. But even at that point, I didn't come close to understanding the power of Instagram and swatching and all of those things. But the minute you would get this product into somebody's hands that loved makeup, one swatch is all it took. And then all of a sudden they're posting pictures of their swatch. And really it spread so organically in like such like an authentic like love of like, you're not going to believe how this swatch is. Check it out. Like that's what I loved about it was the uniqueness. It really just was a, a fit for that time. I mean, that was really, you know, showing, being able to show how great it was in a photograph that can go onto social media. Like that was the whole thing. Do you yeah. remember one moment where it went out into the world? Was there one Instagrammer who just like put it on the map? Or back in the day, it used to be a magazine print hit that would put something on the map. What was it? Or you were just like, this, this is taking is, off. Yeah. I mean, there was Thanksgiving. I think that was that. I mean, there <laughs> that, was, that first Thanksgiving, that first Thanksgiving. I mean, I think, yeah, there were definitely. And again, I'm not going to take credit for things I do not deserve to have credit for. The early days of social media and the influencers mm -hmm. and this, that, like, I loved that people were posting and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And I mean, I, my phone is full of screenshots of the early days of people posting it. I don't think I had enough like understanding and total appreciation for the power of influencers to understand like, this means that. Like, I was just so flattered and appreciative that anyone of any size would love it enough to actually post a picture of it. The fact that then that meant that there was this amount of earned media value yeah, or conversion. there was this amount. Like, yeah. I didn't know any of that. I mean, I was just like, oh my gosh, so cute. She has three followers and she posted or this one has <laughs> 20,000 and she posted it. Really kind of meant the same things mm -hmm. to me at, at that point in time. And that's part of what I always love about ColourPop is there's such a pure appreciation for like the experience of the products for me none of it was commercial in the beginning. It was yeah. really just freedom for me. It was like, hey, fine, you can go over here and you can you can go create and you can launch all the products you want and you can create all the shades you want and just go. And so I was like, every day was a win. Every yeah. day was great because I got to go create whatever mm -hmm. I wanted to go create. And yeah. so, but one moment was on Thanksgiving, Megan Trainer wore it at the Macy's Thanksgiving day. Yeah, party. I think everything was so early stage at that point. Like we'd never been through a holiday. We had no idea. So ColourPop launches May 1 of 2014, completely organic as Laura's talking about and just- Like get, no marketing spend. No, no zero, like, just, nothing. you know, it, yeah. it was right brand, right product, right time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everything just, took on a life of its own. And so literally at that stage, we had never been through a holiday and Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that type of stuff. And so 
I went with my wife's family, as I always do, back to the Midwest. And, you know, it was there was all this lead up to that, but had no idea. And then I woke up on Thanksgiving Day and all of a sudden sales were through the roof and everything. And it was <laughs> I couldn't get on a flight fast enough to get back to try to figure out how to get orders out and all hands on deck and everybody doing everything that they can mm -hmm. to make sure that we're we're getting products to the customer. And as yeah. Laura said, just developing great products at really affordable pricing. And that yeah. that was part of the positioning from day one. Yeah. And that's tough, right? To do the fast and quality and price. Because usually those three aren't supposed to exist at once. And DCM yeah. kind of reminds me of the DCM story because with mm -hmm. The Ordinary, that was, that, was it. that was part of it, right? Mm -hmm. So how did you manage to get it out for six bucks and have those other things come into place too? Well, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, it comes from the fact that, I mean, we grew up in contract manufacturing for, you know, 60 years. So yeah. the disciplines on that side of the business, th that came naturally to us. Like that we actually know how to do. Running social media accounts, like that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> that took some figuring out. And so part of it is just how we grew up and in, in the yeah. disciplines around, you know, cost structures. And I mean, again, all of this is built on a 55-year-old family business. Like mm -hmm. we have a tool room that actually makes the tools to make the plastic parts that run in molding machines across the street. Yeah. Like it's like a 1950s tool room. Like nobody <laughs> would have that today. You you couldn't yeah. even go and build that if you wanted to. And so part of it is is just those resources and in that vertical integration that yeah. John talked about. Yeah. What allows us to deliver on all three of those is the vertical integration. And mm -hmm. that is very difficult to replicate, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have a brand that wants to go buy a factory, right? But it's it's really, you know, having all this know-how mm -hmm. over the last 60 plus years that you have then built these brands that can have the direct conversation with the customer on yeah. top of that. Mm -hmm. And then how you can run that system, the type of culture you need to have within the business because it's one thing to have all this vertical integration. It's another thing is how do Laura and I create this environment where people have the teamwork to work cross-functionally in order to be able to come up with great products and then be able to launch and produce them successfully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the infrastructure was there. It was the adapting yeah. that turned that turned the key, right? Exactly. everyone, a quick pause to let you know about one of our new show partners, Noami. So as many of you know, it's our 100th episode of Breaking Beauty today. Woohoo! And Carlene and I, we actually got some matching bling to commemorate this milestone. Thanks to our friends at Noami. Noami is all about high quality, fine jewelry that's not overpriced. You can save an average of 50% compared to other luxury brands. They cut out the middleman to deliver exceptional fine jewelry without the traditional retail markups, and they deliver it fast with free shipping in the US. Noami designs and manufactures everything in-house and sells directly to consumers, so you can return any order for a full refund. It's literally a risk-free experience. So Carlene and I, we got these great great 18 karat gold, super thin, delicate band rings. We're basically married now like pod wives and they look great solo or stacked with our other rings. And honestly, they do look like they cost twice as much. So if you're looking for quality, fine jewelry that's made to last a lifetime from a luxury brand that you can trust, it's Noemi. They have thousands of five-star reviews online, and we suggest you read some and see why people are raving about this company. Go to hellonoemi.com slash breakingbeauty to see their collections and get $50 off your first purchase with promo code breakingbeauty. That's H-E-L-L-O. 
N-O-E-M-I-E.com slash Breaking Beauty. And don't forget to use the promo code Breaking Beauty for $50 off your first purchase. You can personalize with engravings and even order custom designs. We'll link to the offer in our show notes. Now back to today's episode. And then the scaling. That's the other piece of it, right? When we were a contract manufacturer, we were operating within a relative range when it came to sales, mm-hmm. right? But really in 2014, when we launched ColourPop and the rate of growth with that, and then the subsequent brands that we brought on, it's really how do you scale a business from the marketing all the way through the manufacturing to be able to support that demand? Yeah. Now, I know part of the model for ColourPop has been also being sort of reactives. Mm-hmm. You can get it produced quickly in, I read even in five days. Yep. So walk us through, like, is there somebody just reading the Reddit boards and what did they do? Do they, they just turn their head and say, Laura, and then you just take three steps? Like, how does this work? Pretty much. I mean, it Uh, is social listening that we've just had to develop that core capability from mm -hmm. day one, because getting that feedback and getting those ideas and being able to actually do something with it is crazy fun. Yeah. And so part of it is just like, again, for me, it goes back to the freedom of being able to do it just because you can. Yeah. And some of that early stuff where we're like, hey, you know, let's ask people what they want. Let's see if we can do it in four days. I mean, some of that just came, you know, that was like the first one we did of that was churro. And I mean, literally it was on a Tuesday and we were bored. We're like, (laughs) I don't know, ask people what they want. And we did it. And then, you know, we had some voting and then we, I mean, but we're like there reading the comments in the lab, making it, taking a picture, posting it, getting feedback, telling them, no, do this one instead. Do this. Take a picture. You guys want that one? Yeah, you want that one? Okay, great. Then, okay, that's the master. That's what we're going to do. Like walk it over to production, make it, and it's That's it's just ready. real time. That's it. Yeah. Any new pillars in the incubator that you can talk about, like nails mm-hmm. or hair? Or- yeah, we definitely have other categories that we're always working on. Yeah. And it's nice to always have, you know, three or four going at any one time because- it's hard to know exactly like when you're going to feel one. Like Soul, for example, was something that we were kind of kicking around a little bit within ColourPop. And I don't know, I was kind of doing it as like a side project, just doing some products that I wanted. I mean, I wanted to go glow. I like glowing body stuff. And, you know, it, like all of a sudden it hit and it was like, no, we actually have something here and I love this and I'm all about this and we're going to launch this brand. And Really, I mean, I think that from the time we said like, no, we're actually launching this brand at going to market was, it was like four weeks. Yeah. because And it was like, everyone go get an iPhone. I do not want a bunch of edited studio photos. I don't want any of that. Like it is like all iPhone. I want it real. I want real people. Like that's like, you just, you get a feeling and you're all about that. And it just, it comes together in such a powerful, amazing way. Yeah, I think, I think it's an interesting point. And we continue to learn about the incubation process itself. Mm -hmm. Like the way that we incubated and launched ColourPop, we applied a lot of those lessons to Fourth Ray and then from Fourth Ray onto Soul. And so the process itself continues to evolve Mm -hmm. as we continue to learn. And I think to Laura's point, that's why we have to always be running some experiments on the platform. And then based on that, okay, this one's coming together. Let's go. Let's let's fully resource and get behind it. Yeah. I think with like a lot of people that we talk to, we talk about a lot of successes, but obviously when you're trying a lot of different stuff, there's going to be some stuff that doesn't pan out. So oh, yeah. can you give an example <laughs> of maybe something that you were like, this is going to be amazing. And maybe it didn't like hit the mark fully. Totally hit the mark. 
Yeah. I think that there's challenges in any launch. Foundation, for example. Foundation's hard online. Like Very, that's one we that gonna, yeah. we can ask you about that. Yeah. Actually. yeah. That's one that, that we, you know, and so it's just a matter of saying, okay, how else can we try to do this? You know, where else does this work? So that was a big lesson learned of like, oh, wow, foundation and, and yeah. selling complexion online is tough. So is it that people are returning or they're buying a bunch and trying them or what was the biggest feedback you got? It's hard to pick your shade online. Yeah. And I mean, all the tools in the world and all the matches and the, I mean, we have spent countless hours trying to come up with ways and tools and, you know, there's a thousand different things online that you can Mm -hmm. try. But at the end of the day, I mean, I can't pick my foundation shade online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's super tough. It's tough. And so so it's mostly just finding their shade. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's finding yeah. your shade. And yep. there's nothing that it's hard to create a tool online to replicate what you see mm-hmm. in person. Because what you see in person is different what you see in person. Yeah. It's I mean, hard enough to light. even swatch it on your arm and know if it's going to work on your face. Are you inside or outside? Yeah. Are you this? Like the lighting. That I mean, it's yeah. like, it. so yeah. it's just, that's that's yeah, one that's that was a like. Challenge. I wanted to ask you guys just something about, we touched on Reddit before. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what's so unique and interesting about your brand is like anybody that we interview for the podcast, they've been on YouTube, they're, they've been on podcasts, but you guys are more like behind the scenes. And I think that has like, created almost like this theories. Pe- yeah. Like conspiracy, conspiracy theories, theories like yeah. on Reddit and stuff. And people are like, is this true? Is this, is this, is this is, are they two teenagers yeah. or are they brother and sisters? What, <laughs> what's the real story? Have, Have you, you read anything on those conspiracy boards that kind of made you laugh or? Yeah. I mean, definitely in the early days that of just like people like not knowing who we are. And, you know, I remember there was like one thread of like, Oh, is it the Illuminati or something like that? And it's like, <laughs> it just never occurred to us that anybody would really care who we are because like, we're just, we really love what we do. And we're all about the brands and all about seed beauty. And that's kind of as interesting as we are, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, for, for us, I think we just prefer to be behind the scenes and we love to build and we love to create and the freedom that comes with that. I think Laura and I feel blessed every day that we have this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we're also, we're very lucky to have the work ethic that we got from our parents. And so mm-hmm. this is a 24-7 type of business. And we love to roll up our sleeves and and just continue to build. And mm-hmm. like I said, not be accepting the status quo. And how do we keep pushing ourselves mm-hmm. and the rest of the organization to continue to evolve? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also, I think... As being behind the scenes all with spats like the whole time and like you said, with these shorter production times and everything, I think there's just so much time spent. But even, you know, talking about being the face of a brand is like a job in itself. Oh, for sure. So it's just like a choice kind of. Hey guys, want to pause for a minute to talk about the importance of collagen in skin health brought to you by our friends at Ancient Nutrition. I can't tell you how many times Jill and I have written about collagen for magazine articles over the years, and there's actually a really good reason for that. Your skin, nails, hair, and even the connective tissues in your body are all made up of collagen. When it comes to your skin, it's the protein responsible for skin's elasticity, that bounce. It's the reason little baby cheeks are so soft and squishy. But by the time you reach 30, our body's natural collagen production starts to slow down, which over time can lead to sagging, wrinkles, and dullness. Beefing up the collagen in your diet can help. And supplements make it even easier to make sure you're getting enough. Not all supplements are the same, though. 
Ancient Nutrition's multi-collagen protein has four non-GMO, pasture-raised, cage-free, and cruelty-free sources of collagen. And because it's completely flavorless, it's easy to add into my morning tea every single day for us lazy slash busy types. Am I right? And we have a special offer for you. Oh, yes, we do. Breaking Beauty listeners can get $10 off right now at ancientnutrition.com when you use the promo code BEAUTY. That's a special offer for Breaking Beauty listeners and a simple way to help support our show. Get $10 off at ancientnutrition.com and use promo code BEAUTY. We will link to the offer in our show notes. And now back to today's episode. I'm worried we're going to run out of time before we get the story on how Kylie Cosmetics came to be. Yes, yes. Kylie came to be through our networks and and people that we kind of known within the industry. We kind of had, you know, similar connections between, you know, us and to Chris and such. And Kylie decides she wanted to launch a lip kit one day. And so Chris just kind of called up. I remember I was driving into work and the receptionist called and said, Laura, um, Chris Jenner just called for you and would <laughs> like you to call her back. I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's a call you return fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, doll. I'm like, hi. <laughs> She's like, I want to come up tomorrow. And, you know, let's chat. Kylie wants a lip kit. And Kylie and Chris were up the very next day. And it's just been an amazing partnership. It was just I, from day one, just so aligned in, you know, what we wanted to do and what we wanted to kind of build and, and create together. And again, it, it was more freedom to go try new things and create new products and, uh, you know, with somebody who's an amazing creative partner with with Kylie. So it just I mean, it the whole story of it is fairly anticlimactic of, uh, you know, kind of, you know, knowing mutual people and getting a phone call. Next thing you know, you are literally holding on for dear life as you are selling out of product in minutes every, you know, five to seven days. Did you think it was going to blow up like that? No. Are you kidding? I wouldn't have signed up for that. (laughs) (laughs) But guess what? Once the rocket ship has actually left the ground, you just need to like hold on to the controls. No. So, I mean, 2016 is a total blur. That was just unprecedented in terms of, you know, capturing this, you know, insatiable demand for mm-hmm. Kylie and these products. And mm-hmm. yeah, do you have any idea of like how many sell a second or a minute or anything like oh that? Gosh, I, you know, I did back in 2016, yeah. back in those days. I, I can't recall off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but it was so fast that you actually couldn't measure it because all the systems couldn't keep up with even like the counting. Unbelievable. Over that time. I remember watching that episode and that she, it went live her website. Yeah. And then it was just like sold out. Everything was gone. And you're just like, and they were watching it. Well, yeah, but you're like that, that was five weeks of production. (laughs) It just went out in like three minutes. It was just, I mean, so you like kind of have this moment of excitement and then like the total, you know, face kind of drops. You're like, that was there. That went five weeks of full blown production. Okay, let's start again. <laughs> I remember working at a magazine at the time and it was like, could I get a sample? Hello? Literally. I mean, no, 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 no. don't need no. you anymore. Bye. It's crazy. It was paradigm shifting. Yeah. No doubt about it. And and to be able to be a part of that and just learn so much during that time was really mm-hmm. something I will always, you know, cherish and feel so um, grateful to be mm-hmm. a part of. And then came KKW. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anybody else you would dream collaborate with 
like his makeup by Mario Lake out here right now. <laughs> Mario, Mario, get down. Um, hi, hi, right. You know, I kind of, I don't necessarily have like a big target list or anything mm-hmm. like that. I kind of think things kind of come when they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And if you feel it, you feel it. If it works, it works. You just know when there's a good partnership. You just know when you meet somebody, if there's a connection and that you can like share a vision and like the same thoughts exist in both heads. And, you know, it's... So I kind of let it be what it will be until it kind of happens. Hmm. And what we're going to wrap up soon, but just John, what is the biggest piece of advice you would give to like a young beauty brand trying to break into the business or you guys have this, you know, turnkey sort of operation, but what's some advice you've given or received that sort of like guides you in your daily, you know, work ethic, like you said? I think for us, you know, it's appreciating the past, but always focusing on the future. You know, we're, we're fortunate to to have the history that we did, but but it's also so important to not rest on your laurels and continue to push forward. At the end of the day, it comes down to the team that we have here at Seed Beauty and making sure that we're getting the right team members in the right right positions so we can continue to evolve and, and grow the overall platform. So I think it's it's not always accepting this is the way things need to be. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and having a position on things. Right. And we noticed that neither of you guys have a corner office when we did the little tour no. around. <laughs> There's no <laughs> corner offices. Like, I, I, just, I just carry my bag around. There's actually no offices. <laughs> no office. There's not one office. There's actually one office left across all of the Seed Beauty campus, and that is Joel's. Aw. Okay, we're going to do our rapid fire now before we have to let you guys go. Laura, what's the best Netflix show you've binged on? I just finished Breaking Bad. Oh, nice. Nice. Have you guys watched Succession, by the way, on HBO? I haven't. It's like a family business. (laughs) The Succession plan. But in the media world, it's it's quite entertaining. Yes. John, what's your greatest extravagance? Uh, I know. What are you going to say for me? Time with your family, your vacations. I was going to say white burgundy. Oh, okay. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, which living person do you most admire? My mom and dad. And John, which word or phrase do you overuse the most? Boy, it's a lot. I mean, probably re- reiterating. Something. Just, just to be clear. Just to be clear. If I wasn't clear before, I'm going to say just to be clear to make it even more clear. For yeah. the 17th time. Yes. Yes. In written form and in verbal form. Exactly. Constant. In text. Just yes. to be clear. Heard you. Uh, and Laura, when are you happiest? I am happiest when I am creating or when I'm with my family, my kiddos, my husband. That's it, guys. Thank you you so much. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Visit BreakingBeautyPodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. Like a cherry bomb, like a cherry bomb.